0: Hi, welcome to The Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at The Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. So um, God's working out His plans and His purposes in the life of the church, and we just have to really be placed uh, to be um, used by Him and to be obedient to him, whenever he calls on us to be, Amen. Um, thank, thank you for coming on Easter weekend. We had packed out services, and um, we're now on the road to Pentecost Sunday. Amen. So, over over the um, following weeks, we're going. You're going to be hearing from me and from other people, hopefully, and some testimonies. And our our focus is going to be on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit, and um, on the way to Pentecost Sunday, so that when Pentecost Sunday gets here, we are going to be ready to baptize people in the Holy Ghost. And we're going to be ready to do whatever we need to do. (laughs) You don't actually have to wait until Pentecost Sunday for that to happen. We can do that anytime, but that is what we want to do. Because I'm aware that there are people that are coming new into our church family that have never heard of uh, the gifts of the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. And then now is the time to begin to, 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 to remind ourselves of that. Amen. So I'm laying a bit of a foundation today for a short series of messages about the Holy Spirit and to talk about how vital it is that, the, uh, that this church or any church or fellowship is infused with a love for the Holy Spirit and for the things of the Spirit and I always, I always got frustrated myself when people said the things of the kingdom. Like, what things are you talking about? You know, what do, why do you Christians always talk about things? But we'll open that up a bit more and look at what these things are. Amen? And so, thank God for that. We're going to do that. You know, I always... Uh, a lot of people, when you speak to them, you reach out with the gospel, you speak to people, you say... This is what the word of the Lord says, you know, and people always look for some way to say, well, did Jesus actually say that? Or did, you know, did Jesus actually model that, practice that, or do that? And, and something just uh, was illuminated to me this week. And, uh, you know, even if Jesus didn't particularly say something, don't forget that Jesus is part of the Trinity. There is the Father, the Son… And the Holy Spirit. So I not only listen to what Jesus said, but what about what God said? What about what Jehovah said? What about what Yahweh said? What about what He said? You know, you, Jesus didn't cover everything in the Gospels. But if you go back in God's Word, you will see that somewhere either God has said something or the Holy Spirit has revealed something that lets you know that something is true and it's right. Amen. You know, the Word says, if, you, if you've got your Bibles with you today, amen, you're the sword of the Lord. If you've got your Bibles with you today in Romans chapter 14 from verse 17 in the NLT, it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. In a little bit of context, this verse came after people were condemning one another and judging one another for the way they got together and what they did when they were together. And here it says, if you serve God with the right attitude, you'll please him and others around you will approve of you too. Aim for harmony. So the things of the Spirit are really important to us, and we sometimes get caught up in other things that are less important, and unfortunately at the expense of being a stumbling block to other people who then um, may be more sensitive than you. Hands up all the really thick-skinned people in the house today, <laughs> Some people are like like Sherman tanks, you know. Stuff seems to just bounce off them, and other people you 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 really walk around walk on eggshells around them. But we have to always be aware. Remember, this is not about us. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's purpose on this earth is to empower us to make a difference in other people's lives. You know, it's like we always want to hoard what's best for ourselves and see what we can get out of it, but the Holy Spirit's purpose is, to, is for us to be a blessing to someone else's life. So, living the Christian life is living a life in the Spirit. There isn't really another life. If you live the Christian life, if you live a true Christian life, and I know we're all striving for that every day, Amen. it's you live the life in the Spirit. Amen? And we often hear testimonies testimonies of things that have been life-changing for people. This week, there was a young guy on TV, and he um, was speaking um, on the evening that Prince Philip passed away, and he was in prison. And he began his Duke of Edinburgh award when he was in prison. And he said, if it hadn't been for the D of E award, I would not be where I am today. My life was completely changed by that opportunity. And so, you know, there are people, we hear of them saying that there are certain things that happen in their lives that are life-changing. I'm hoping to uh, uh, have people here over the weeks that will testify to what changed their lives. To give you encouragement and to encourage me, to give you guys encouragement, about how the Holy Spirit brought change into their lives. Amen. It's God's Holy Spirit alone that can make change a reality for us. And, you know, with everything that's in me over the coming weeks, hopefully I'll stir a passion in you guys to want to know and to develop the fruits of the Spirit in your life and to desire the gifts of the Spirit too. That is going to be my purpose from now until Pentecost. And actually, beyond that, you know there's lots of you know the the, the the word talks about the fivefold ministry pastors, prophets, teachers, evangelists and apostles and and, and, and i I believe that it's the job of a pastor to teach people to hold on to God. might not be a good teacher, but it, the, I want you to hold on to God and never give up on him. I want you to never let go of God, so you know um, there's plenty of good teachers, and some of um, I think some of the media team might think, "What's Pastor David doing up so late on a Saturday night, Sunday morning?" Because I, I'm 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 on planning centre, I'm doing things. Well, the, I'll tell you the reason why, It's because Pastor Tom's service in Sydney, Australia, starts at half past one UK time. <laughs> so people, are, what's he doing up so late? I just sometimes I will wait to hear, for Pastor Tom's message starts at half past one on a Sunday morning. And while I'm there, I'm just finishing off getting settled in what I'm going to do on a Sunday. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. That's what I want to do. I want to stir a passion in you. And uh, the the praise and worship team are busy working on a new song called Stir a Passion. It's not our song, but we're working on it, and we believe it's going to bless you. The key scripture that we have today is in Galatians chapter 5. So if you've, got, if you've got Galatians in front of you, go to chapter 5. And it talks here about living by the Spirit's power. Amen? And it's basically saying here, you know, in verse 16 it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Now here's, you guys can f- f- probably add on to a lot of this. What, what guides people's lives these days? Um, instinct, um, your what is your 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 intellect, your common sense, um, what you hear on the news, for some people, tarot cards, fortune tellers, spiritualists, mediums, consulting with familiar spirits. Can we say all that this morning? is what is, is sometimes is what guiding people's lives. And the word says here, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Amen. Amen. And then you won't be doing what your sinful nature wants to do. But if you skip down to 22, I'm going to let you guys read the rest from 16 to 21 at home. Then I won't get any hate mail. So I'm going to leave all that for you guys. Let's go to the good news in verse 22. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. And the revelation from last weekend is that when Jesus died on the cross, your sin was, was, was crucified at the same time. You go, amen. amen? Your sin was crucified at the same time. Jesus died once for all. And so, you know, how many times have I dug up my, my, my old sin, resurrected it? But it was crucified there with Christ, so we can be dead to sin. And if you're dead to sin, you're alive to Christ. And if you're alive to Christ, I believe you can have joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness. Self-control is particularly hard in these days, isn't it, sweetheart? It's hard. It's hard when you're out there on the roads. Self-control in the supermarket. Self-control in Aldi's. You know, self-control. Amen? And so... Since we are, verse 25, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You know, thank God for wise counsel, but ultimately you have to settle in your heart what is the Holy Spirit saying to you, eh? Amen. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Amen. So these are the fruits of the Spirit, okay? The fruits of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are not the same. Okay, the gifts of the Spirit are the revelation gifts, the inspiration gifts, and the power gifts. And they themselves consist of the gift of wisdom, word of knowledge, um, the discerning of spirits, prophecy, amen, um, the gift of the working of miracles, supernatural faith, the gift of healing. Now, that doesn't mean to say that you can't heal someone. The Word says a believer will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. But there are when, I believe when we live our lives led by the Holy Spirit and we live our lives to that level, the standard of the cross, God supernaturally endows your faith. Yeah. And, and, and so and it's when that happens that, you know, you can be in someone's presence and they will, they will be healed. Yeah. Peter's shadow passed over someone and that person was healed. It wasn't his shadow that did the healing. It was supernatural faith at work there. So, and we'll, we'll go into that a bit more. So these are, these, the, these are not the same as the fruits of the Spirit, you know, um, but there are gifts given to us. And I'm so thankful for that because just like, you know, if I gave Lewis a gift, Lewis could have the opportunity to say, accept it, receive it, or to reject it. Amen. So when someone gives you a gift you have the choice to, to to receive it or to reject it. Now, if I gave Lewis one of Pastor Linda's cra- cranberry muffins, he would probably reject it. It would hurt our feelings, but no, you would. You'd accept it. Amen. It's just a we, Lewis loves cranberries. So, but praise the Lord. So, the, 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 a gift can be received or it can be rejected. Amen. So, but fruit's different. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you had a seed inside you. He put the seeds of the fruits of the Spirit inside you. So what, a, what is it with fruit? You know, we, we lived in South Africa, and in one house we lived in, we had a, a, a mini orchard in our yard. And uh, do you know what? I couldn't wait to eat the peaches. I couldn't wait. Maybe some of you grew up with an apple tree or something like that. couldn't wait. We had plums, we had peaches, we had apricots. But I would often eat the fruit before it was ready to eat. The f- fruit wasn't mature. And so hence, David was not a happy bunny because I tried to eat fruit that wasn't ready yet. Amen. So, But this is the same with the fruits of the Spirit. that They, they, they come to maturity in our lives. That fruit has to be worked on. That fruit has to be, you know, you, 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 know, you do stuff with a fruit tree. You do stuff to look after it to develop the fruit, don't you? So, but if we develop the fruits of our life, the fruits of the Spirit in our lives first, it then opens up the doors for the gifts of the Spirit to begin to move. You see, people don't really, people could care less about what gifts you have. They don't even understand what the gifts are. If you, ha- if, if, if you can't reach them, it's a closed door. It's, then it's only divine that works. Amen? So, you know, they couldn't care less about it. All they could care less is, I'm going to squeeze this person and see what comes out. So if you squeeze a cranberry, what are you are going to get? Cranberry juice. You squeeze an orange, you're going to get orange juice. The circumstances that we live in today are squeezing your life, aren't they? What's going to come out? Is it the fruit of the Spirit that's going to come out? Amen? So, people are always looking at us to see if we resemble what we represent. Do you resemble what you represent? And I love the word, as I always say I love the, anything with a re in it, but we represent Jesus Christ. Every day as we live for Him. Amen? Praise God. So, they're looking to see if you resemble what you represent. If we care about, if we care about Jesus Christ, what we represent, then we should care about what our character portrays. And that's the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? So, these, um, These fruits are to help us get along with people and make us nice to be around. (laughs) It works. Try it. The gifts are for the edification and the building up of the church. All right? The gifts are for the edification and the building up of the church to get the body of Christ to march on, make progress and advance. Amen? But it's the fruit of the Spirit that's going to enable you to stand strong out there in the world that you live in. Amen. Matthew 7, go with me, Matthew 7, in verse, um, let's just go to verse 19. It says, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and is thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. By By their fruits, you will know them. So we are known by our fruits, family, amen? We're known by our fruits. In, um, oh no, let's not, let's not go into verse 21. Let's turn the page. They know us, yeah. Verse, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, except he who does the, the will of my Father in heaven. That was, has taken place. The transfer window was open. God, God got you. The, con- the transfer has taken place. You've been transferred for the, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son. Yeah. That happened when you received Jesus Christ. Yeah. But the conversion process is just beginning. Yeah. Okay, you've been Colossians 1.13 confirms that. He's rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Amen. So, this process of conversion begins now. So, what is this process of conversion? The process of conversion, as far as I know, is the beginning of the renewing of your mind and the sanctifying of your life. That's the conversion process. You know, I've said this before. I've got an old motorbike in my shed. It's a project. I've been working on it a long time, just like God's been working on me a long time. But it's a, it's, it's, it's a conversion. It's, it's, it's going to be something. I would run myself into the ground trying to have it done over in a week or two. It's a process of time. And I think about it and I think about what it's going to do and what, it needs, what needs to happen, you see. So, amen. So it's this, con- this beginning of this conversion process. So all we need to do to make that happen and living a life empowered by the Holy Spirit, it, it, there's only one thing that matters. It begins with one thing, a decision. I'm going to live my life for you. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to make my choices according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. I'm going to do that, Lord. And you know what? We stumble and we fall, but we get back up again. And I think that the thing that hurts God's heart the most is when, it's certainly for me, and it makes me sad in my heart, is when I feel God, you know, when I have to go back for the umpteenth time, Lord, I've made a mistake again here. But your heart needs to remain repentant. But we're moving into, the, into days where we just have to say it like it is. Un, unrepented of an unconfessed sin and keeping on habitually practicing what the Lord hates is going to rot the church if it happens So that's not to bring condemnation or judgment on anyone because there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But God's calling us all up higher. Can you imagine the strength and the power of a purified church, purified by fire, purified by the, the, the breath of the Holy Spirit moving through here every week, moving through your life every day helping you to overcome the old addictions of the past so that you actually don't go back to them again it, it it's it, you know i think during testimony time we'll hear some things that'll amaze us you know um, it took me a long time not to go back to certain things a long time but you i but you can i can tell you now you can win the victory over the, over the things that are, whatever is a secret in your life, remember, it's not a secret to the Lord. And you can go to Him. and I need help with this. Holy Spirit, help me to overcome this, this shortcoming in my life, whatever it is, whether it's a secret sin, something that is, you know, just, you know, it's just between me and you, God. But God wants so much more for you, and he knows that you can take the experience of that struggle to someone else who's struggling with it. Just like, you know, like Dion and Albert here. You know, ministering to folk in the, in the area of addiction. You know? You know, if, I'm, if I've been divorced five times, don't come to me for premarital counseling. Do you know what I mean? I mean, come on. You know, if, if my marriage is a shambles, then don't come and ask me for advice on marriage. So, you know, if 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 you want advice on how to overcome an, an, an addiction, don't go to someone who's an addict. Go to someone, I don't I might be wrong, Dion, but go to someone, go to someone who's lived through it and who is who has overcome it. Amen. Amen. No, no, no judgment on any on anyone. And we'll stop this message short today anyway, I think, because there's too much. But it's to lay this foundation that the Spirit-filled church can have an amazing impact on our community. And that is what we want to see from now going forward is, is to let the Holy Spirit fill us, amen? And so ask yourself, today, do you have a full measure of the Holy Spirit? Are you, are you letting Him fill you continuously? I know that locally there's an organization, I don't think they're a church, but they're called The Filling Station, and, and it just speaks to me of, you know, we need topped up. We need the filling. We need the constant daily filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can complete the journey that we're on. Amen. Is my inward walk with the Holy Ghost, is it real and alive? You know, is everything well with my soul? Am I really engaged with the Holy Spirit or am I living my life religiously? It's just a religious thing. I do this and I do that and I do this and it's just what I do. But is the Holy Spirit living in you? I'll tell you a wee story this morning. Hopefully it makes sense in light of being receptive to the Holy Spirit. But there's a certain town, could be this one, could be Cowanen. And uh, there was a certain social club in this town and they decided that they were going to put up a new satellite dish. So they got their satellite dish and they mounted it where it needed to be, but it was on quite a low roof. So they said, you know what, that's going to get nicked. So do you know what, we're going to cover the satellite dish. So the committee agreed to get a tradesman in to box, the, box in the satellite dish. The next committee meeting on the agenda was poor reception of the satellite dish. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Reception is everything. And sometimes, can you imagine your life gets boxed in by different things and your reception to the Holy Ghost begins to suffer. You know what I'm saying? You know, spirituality is a big word and it's used by all sorts of people who are both friendly and unfriendly to Christianity. You know, I was, I've, I've run some mental health and well-being courses in the community and one word that seems to come up everywhere nowadays is mindfulness. Now, I'm, 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 I think that being mindful of things is good. But we can't confuse what we manufacture within ourselves and with the help of all, uh, uh, I don't know, man's methods and wisdoms with the, the power of the Holy Spirit living in your life. You know... You know, when, 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 I, when I clear my mind out, that's a dangerous thing. Don't, I don't want to clear my… I want to be mindful of what the Holy Spirit's saying to me. Paul said, pray without ceasing. I think the reason he said that was because he knew when we, when we, when we dwell too long away from wanting to be in the presence of the Holy Spirit, it's not good. It's not good for us. It's not good for our, for our faith. Walk. Amen. So, but, you know, in a simple, in simple terms, spirituality is being on a journey in the company of your creator, your savior, your God. Amen. And we give him the permission to lead us and to guide us. Amen. We give him that permission to do that, to provide the strength we need for the journey to sustain us when we're tired or when we've been wounded. Whether you've been wounded by the church or by a person or whatever, you, you, give, you give the Holy Spirit permission to heal that in your life. You know, because that is one of the things that prevents right relationships is, is open wounds. I think I remember Pastor Paul Scanlon saying this one time. He said, see if you've got an open wound, don't go and bleed over everyone around you you need to you need to get that wound seen to. You need to go and let 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 the let the Lord take care of that wound. And how many people have I spoken to and I know the contentions with, with this in, in lives. The 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 father wound or the mother wound or the business partner wound or the you know and we we go and You know i don't make light of this but some people go through their life singing the he you know he done me wrong song forever and ever and 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 you have to the holy spirit will will help you to regain joy and resilience and to go on you know and and i think and there's so many great examples sitting in this room today of people that have decided to go on and not leave you know I think of my own mom and dad. I think of my Uncle Eddie. I love my Uncle Eddie. He's, he's a great businessman, but I, I had the privilege of working with him for some years, and I know how hard it is to start a business and to grow it, and, and I know how hurt hurtful it is when things go wrong. But he's still there, and he's, he's you know. So, and, and and we can go to people around us, and you can come to... I'll, I'll point you in the right direction to people that will encourage you. Amen. But the, the encourager is the Holy Spirit. He's the encourager. Amen. Praise God. I know, I know that we've got some wee ones with us today, so I'm going to continue this message again next week. And um, you know, I'm going to finish off with this, and I think we'll sing to go out today. I think we'll sing a song as we leave. But I want, I want to say one thing to you today. A lot of people go around looking for a spiritual experience, all right? And they go in search of a, some sort of a spiritual reality or a spiritual experience, all right? And I like to put it this way. I love Cocoa Pops. And I would have Cocoa Pops every day if I could, but my wife buys porridge. And But here's the thing. I can have Cocoa Pops from time to time because they taste good, but I have porridge every day because it's nutritional. And spiritual experiences are like that. We, we go after things that taste good but we need a deep, deep spiritual reality that feeds us. So our spiritual nutrition comes from that intimate connection with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it's like you you take that food, you eat that's what your food is. Amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.